Hi guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing and we today are talking about craft rooms, quilting rooms, sewing rooms, and I am going to periodically um, touch base on some of the uh, YouTubers that I have um, watched and uh, have given me some of these ideas. Um, Sewing the Distance by Chris O'Neill is a real good one if you are a quilter. Uh, but here are some tips I have for you. Sewing tables or craft tables. Um, when you're organizing or when I'm organizing, I like to clear off all the flat surfaces first. Only put most used items on your table. Use a caddy to hold these tools, okay? The most used tools and scraps and rulers. Um, put in the caddy, rulers, makeup brushes for dusting inside the sewing machine. You might need a lamp, scissors, marking tools, uh, less used tools would be in you can store in shoe boxes like on my desk I have these these measuring tools for when I put decals like this on t-shirts and they're right here uh, so that I can reach everything now I sew and do crafts and do vinyl so this is my little caddy here I uh, bought that and it holds my most used tools. And then I have this that I've had for many, many years. I used to use it for toothbrushes, but then I changed. Um, I, it's a toothbrush holder that I um, used to use in my bathroom, but I changed the decor. So now I use it for the um, tools those that are listening a podcast, I have my dusting brush for my sewing machine, the little spatula, and the little picks that I use to um, weed vinyl. My vinyl weeders are in that, and uh, my other tools that I use for crafts most readily are in a caddy. Um, those that are watching on video, I just are able to see what that looks like. Um, but if you are a sewer or, uh, you are a quilter, you may also have binding items. Um, baskets or bins are great to use on your desktop, desk drawers, uh, use in our desk drawers to hold small items like clips and needles and straight pins. Use a nice jar to hold pin cushions. Um, this, let's see, let me show you some of the items that I have here. Uh, I, and those on podcast, you're not gonna be able to see this, but I have a heart that I cut out of fabric and made a little pillow and I use it as a pin cushion. And then my grandfather made a wooden duck 
with some styrofoam on it to use to stick needles and on in front of the duck or goose or bird um it has a rotating thing with the current thread that you're using so you can keep your thread and your straight pins um so this is very old because it was made for my grandmother. And then in the top of the head, you stick in the scissors. And then the point of the scissors are the bird's beak. And um, I have that. I also keep that right by my sewing machine and on my sewing table. And then I bought this little ring holder at Dollar Tree. And it's magnetic. Um, once I take these paper items off, I'll show you, I don't know, watch them probably all fall out. I haven't actually, well, the, the, I have some really thick needles that I guess doesn't work too well. These right here are a little too heavy, but. I have magnets, so it holds these straight pins. Now, probably need some stronger magnets to really hold everything that I put on here, but it's just a cute little pen holder that I have there. And then, um, and then these are some little drawers that I bought at Dollar Tree. They have um, my bobbins. And of course, they are a little, I've got straight pins and uh, safety pins and some more of these real big sewing needles in plastic for kids. If I have some kid projects that I, I'm having kids do then they get to, um, they get plastic ones. All right. Now, um, a little more. So you can use baskets or bins or plastic drawers, um, to hold tape, heat and bond clips, pin cushions, needles, straight pins. And then there are pressing stations. The pressing station should be three feet from your sewing table. Iron pressing board or mat, fusible store in a small trash can. You can roll up your, your fusing, fusible, I forget the whole name, but it's that fusible stuff that stiffens up your fabric a little bit for when you're doing needlepoint or you just need um, a little more stiffness in the fabric. Uh, and then a cutting station should also be three feet from your sewing machine. Should be like a triangle. Your workstation should be a triangle. Um, now for UFOs, um, those are unfinished projects 
and work in pro okay unfinished projects or objects and WIPs are work in progress now these are terms that are new to me I know exactly what they are but there are terms that are used regularly from quilters and I'm not a quilter I'm just a sewer and a crafter so these terms were new to me but everyone knows what works in progress mean and what um, unfinished projects mean but a lot of quilters keep you can organize that stuff in stackable plastic containers and I'm going to show you what I use and zippered project pouches you can buy these pouches they're like envelopes with a zipper they're kind of like ziploc bags which you can use ziploc bags too but these are um they're they're just uh higher quality and they keep out light uh the harmful light and stuff like that but um i'm gonna pull out what i use hold on what I use for my projects that I'm still working on just so that it keeps everything together and I can actually put it away but still pull it out and everything's together. Uh, my projects I put in these Dollar Tree cupcake holders. Now those that are listening on the podcast, you can't actually see it, but Dollar Tree has some square cupcake um, carriers. They are white on the bottom. They have a clear top, but they also have a handle so you can carry it. Now for me, I think if I actually had it full of cupcakes, I would want to hold it from the bottom. Um, but for lightweight craft projects, they are perfect. They stack beautifully on a shelf, and you can see everything that's in them, and they have a handle, so you can bring them to your table and then put it, put it back. Now, I would probably use those for my fabric scraps, too. Um, a Quilted Life by Sherry McConnell. What she does is she does so much quilting that she pre-cuts her leftover fabrics and stores them in shoe boxes by size. Squares and triangles. Two and a half inch strips that she has cut. Five inch squares. Uh, all different quilting sizes. Again, I'm not a quilter. I can tell you how to organize, but I'm not a quilter, so I'm not familiar with um, all of the different sizes, but you understand. Um, she has all of that stored in shoe boxes by size. She has donations. She donates some of them and sells some of them, uh, stores some in vases or jars, used to stuff pillows or stuffed animals because quilters really do, if they quilt a lot, they have an overabundance of scraps. So you you do have to know when you've had too many and when to let go, when to keep and when, when to let go. I have helped many crafters and quilters that have 
a lot. I mean, wall to wall, floor to ceiling, quilting, fabric, craft stuff. Um, so you do really have to make some decisions on that stuff. You just can't keep it all. Um, now, the way I organize fabrics for people is there are some comic um, comics by these packages of cardboard for comic books. And it does say comic book uh, boards. You can buy those. They come about this big. And I do have some in my um, closet, but... Um, I, since this is a podcast, I didn't actually intend on, and a video, I didn't actually intend on pulling everything out like I have, but, um, so I'm not going to pull those out, but they're just pieces of cardboard, and actually, you could probably cut them out yourself, but if you have, if you're a quilter, you have way too many fabrics to, um, spend all your time cutting out cardboards and then wrapping all your fabric around it. But that's a good way to organize all your fabrics. You can, um, organize, roll them up on those cardboards and they take up a lot less space. That way you can organize them on a shelf like this, or you can organize them on a shelf like this, or if you don't want to do the cardboard at all, you have so much fabric, you just need to have it organized. You can roll it up. And um, some fold it around comic book boards. Some roll or roll around a pool noodle. And some just fold it. But those are different ways to organize your fabric. Uh, different ways to organize your hardware, store and divider plastic containers. Uh, or jars, again, shoe boxes. You can almost organize anything in those clear shoe boxes. Um, but there are some smaller containers. Dollar Tree has every size container you can possibly. Um, I have seen them, the little square ones that the handles fold up and down to clip it. And then I've seen them stacked four of those in a shoe box holder so that everything is together in one box, but they're divided by category. I've seen that done. Uh, thread and bobbins. I just showed you how I um, organize my bobbins, but um, let me show you what I use for my bobbins and thread. This little thing here, this is the bobbin. And this sits on top of here. And then you just put the bobbin and it keeps everything together. So that is great. But a lot of people have a, di a lot of different ways. Some um, use a spice rack. Some use wall racks that just have them all lined up. Um, I have this other... I have this wooden rack that I hold um, the threads and bobbins. This one goes right here. Um, there are also some, um, 
it kind of looks like a picnic basket and you pull it out and the top opens up and spreads out. Uh, so that's a so old fashioned sewing box that some people use to store their sewing stuff. That is stored. Sometimes quilters will uh, quilt while they're watching TV. So that is a pretty wooden basket that goes in the living room so it looks really attractive and you can keep your projects that you're working on in the living room and that and it still looks nice. It's kind of like having a, a, a basket for your magazines but this is a closed basket for your uh, sewing. Um, zippers, you can put use baggies to store different sizes put different sizes in, different, in the uh, Ziploc bags and then keep that in a bin together or basket. Uh, buttons and trims can be in jars, magazines. That's another thing that quilters can have a lot and crafters can have a lot of is sewing, quilting, and crafting magazines. Now, there there's so much on digital that really all of your paper stuff, magazines, all of that can be got, you know, donated or done away with. It's hard for me to say that because I know a lot of you hold really hard onto that stuff and it's really hard for you to let it go, but you can, you can let it go. Keep your favorites and let it go because some of us have way too many. Just keep the current years and or your favorites. Somehow some of that has to be decluttered because sometimes we have way too much. Patterns. Um, I used to keep all my patterns in a binder. I no longer do sew clothes and my own clothes and stuff like that. I used to. My baby clothes and my dresses, I used to sew all of that at one time, but I don't anymore, so I don't have that anymore. But I used to keep them in binders, but I kept them in um, the sheet protectors so that you didn't have to fold it up real tiny, tiny and put it back in that envelope. You can just put the envelope so you can see what's in there and then just put your pattern pieces, fold it real lightly and put it in there. And uh, that's a big time saver. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Quilters Monthly Planner. Uh, shoe boxes will hold thread and bobbins, pens and needles, glue and adhesives, cutting tools, machine tools, notions, ribbon and trims, pom-poms, fat quarters, all the pretty stuff you can put in real pretty jars and arrange them on your uh, on your shelf. But those are just a few organizing ideas for quilters and crafters and sewers. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you got something out of it. And uh, I want to see you back on the next podcast and video. If I go too fast, let me know. But if I also go too fast, 
just know that you can probably rewind and pause it, take it slow, but just remember everything is more fun if it's organized. If you have troubles finding your zippers, if you have troubles finding your scissors and you have trouble finding this and you have to search for all of this before you can even start a project then you might need to do some decluttering and some organizing and I hope these tips have really helped and I'm sure I will come back to this subject again in a podcast down the road. All right, guys, thank you for watching.